Hey, hey, welcome friends. What's up? To the Future Belongs to Creators podcast, except today it's just Miguel and I because Charlie is on a much deserved and much needed vacation. Or she would call it a holiday, I believe. Oh, that's right. That's right. She would call it a holiday. Foreign people are so much cooler than Americans. Like another word that I love that Charlie would say, uh, same as Henry, who on our team is our, he's video producer amongst other amazing things. He said like fortnightly, fortnight makes sense, right? Saying bi-weekly, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But fortnight, it's a great word. I'll, I, that word uh, rose for me during Game of Thrones. Well, it used to be a really cool word. And now it just like makes me think of that video game which I guess kind of ruined it. Oh, see. But yeah, Fortnite is cool. For those of you who don't know, Fortnite is a two-week period, right? It is. A t- it's a two-week period. It just makes yeah. sense. Well, I'm so excited uh, for today's episode because I get really excited talking about things that I enjoy or people that I like. It's like one of my favorite things to lift other creators <laughs> up. Another thing I love are when podcasts do like roundups. So I thought it would be really fun to do a roundup or several, you know, roundups of our favorite creators. And I know Charlie's going to be a bit jealous that she missed this episode because she has a a long list herself, but today it's just going to be you and I. And so I'm going to kick it off and I'm going to share some of my first favorite creator. And I kind of stuck with the theme here to talk about. Um, and I would love it by the way, in the chat, Melanie, thank you. I love that you love this topic. I love this topic. Um, add in some of your favorite creators as well. And let's make this, uh, an enjoy a fun conversation, not to be cliche because we talk about this specific, uh, writer a lot at ConvertKit and he happens to be very good friends with both Nathan and Barrett, but I love myself some James clear. And I'll (laughs) tell you, I'll tell you why though. And actually there's, there's kind of a theme that, that you'll see with all these creators that, that I want to share. But when I first joined the team at ConvertKit, we had craft and commerce, which is, uh, the conference that we host. And unfortunately we haven't been able to, you know, we weren't able to share it last, uh, or have it last year. And, and this year we won't as well due to the pandemic, but my first year, right when I joined ConvertKit, the very first thing that I did was go to craft and commerce I live in Boise. It's hosted in Boise. And so I was able to go. It was like day one of ConvertKit. So I walked into, you know, just walked into this awesome environment and was like, wow, I just really hit the jackpot. But James Clear was one of RIP conferences. Emily, I love that. Um, But James Clear was one of the keynotes. And I had in a previous career, previous life, I used to be a college volleyball coach. And one of the things that he talks about is getting 1% better. And when I was a coach, we did everything really systematically. Everything was built by systems very much so that it would be like, you know, as, as a creator, but we had get 1% better every day on our whiteboard. And that's like what our team lived and died by. And so during his keynote, one of the things that he talked about, which I loved was, um, and this is like a direct quote, but you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems and so our goal as, as athletes was to always get 1% better. And I think that that has been something that I've tried to apply across all of the different industries that I've been in and all the things that I've done. It's kind of been just my overall North Star metric. And I think James Clear has done a really great job of bringing that to the, that concept 
to creators and just the greater public. And it's had a huge impact on the creative community. Yeah, I love that. I personally have always thought that, you know, when people set goals for themselves, it's really easy to create systems that are just like night and day or like this and that are very just like, there's no room for error. Like, let's say you want to, I want to work out every single day for 30 minutes in the morning. And, you know, you start out pretty good and like you got a streak going. Let's say you're doing it for two weeks straight and then just one day you just weren't feeling it or you forgot or whatever. And then you feel like all that work that you did is for nothing. You feel like, oh, I I, I was great for two weeks. My streak is over. I'm starting all over from zero. And that's not the truth, right? Like you worked out 14 days straight and that's not nothing. So not being able to do it for one day doesn't knock you off the horse. That just means, you know, you can have different things around that. You can say, well, tomorrow I'll work in the morning and one in the afternoon to make up for that. Or you can kind of iterate as you go, always improving, always doing better and not setting like these sort of like, oh, you didn't do it. So start all over again. Like that's just so mentally so defeating. It is, though I I will challenge this a little bit and not in all circumstances, but my father-in-law- How dare you? <laughs> I love to challenge people, but no, my father-in-law was over, um, at our house yesterday and I'm not, not intending to make, you know, turn to a serious conversation or anything, but he's an alcoholic. And one of the things that I, I, you know, I love to have like deep conversations. And so I was just asking him like, how has he's been sober for almost eight years? And I was asking him like, how has this journey been for you? You know, and, and are you still struggling? And he's one of, he's an alcoholic that has, been really blessed that he doesn't crave alcohol any longer. Right. It's not hard for him to be around it. He doesn't like desire a drink. That's great. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. But one of the things that he said to me, which I really loved is that when you think about, you have to work out for 30 days straight in a row, you know, and that idea is really daunting. You know, I can't eat this, or if you're on an exercise program or whatever it is, and you're trying to build a habit and you think about you know, 30 days later, that can feel really daunting where AA and alcoholic, Alcoholics Anonymous, they've always taught, just get to the next day. And if you just can get to the next day and you can do it for just the next day and you just think about this really tiny thing that you have to accomplish, it makes this really difficult thing to be far more accessible. You know, it's, it's going to be much easier for you guys. So I loved that story, just hearing him talk about that because that applies to so many, so many things. And it's like for the same for for coaching is I didn't want to say to my team, well, we have to get, you know, you're saying you just need to get a little bit better every day, show up to practice and just get a little bit better and spoil alert. We won the conference championship at the end of the year. (laughs) So, you know, it worked. And so I, I feel really, like I said, I feel really aligned with all the things that James Clear teaches. If you have not read his book, Atomic Habits, it is a wonderful book that I think every creator that's trying to achieve something um, or work towards something should read. It applies to pretty much every facet of your life. So. Teddy wrote that Charlie is on vacation doing live office hours on her channel right now. 250 people in the stream and chat questions coming in so fast that she can't keep up. It's the most Charlie thing ever. <laughs> Sounds like she's having a very restful vacation. <laughs> But it must be really nice, though, to just be able to turn off a giant chunk of what takes your time every day and just pour yourself into your into what's something that's really passionate about. So that's cool. Yeah, good deal. All right, Miguel, let's hear Let's hear it. I want to hear one of yours. Okay. so mine's kind of on a theme as well, but mostly because I don't (laughs) 
when it comes to like me going for content on the internet, typically I go for very specific things. So they tend to all be kind of the same thing. And uh, this is going to be a shocker to you, but it's about woodworking. So <laughs> they're not all woodworking. I did branch out for one, but they pretty much all are. So my first one is somebody you might have heard of. Her name is Anna White. And it's just Anna White. It's not Anna White woodworking or anything. It's just Anna White. I keep seeing her pop up all over the internet and in partnerships with like tool companies and stuff where she's gotten to the point where in addition to having like how-to plans on her website, she also partners with tool companies that kind of, uh, let's say you're buying a certain tool that does a certain thing. Well, she like will include like a free plan along with that tool to kind of be like, hey, if you buy this tool, here's something you can build with it. So it kind of like they kind of help each other out where she's helping sell the product and she's helping people like get ideas on what she can do with it. And her mission, which I love, is to help people improve their homes with basic tools on limited budgets. So you don't need like a $10,000 woodworking shop so you can start building furniture for your house because who the heck's going to do that? It's all about like, you can just go to, you know, Home Depot or whatever, and then just buy a, a, a stack of two by fours and make some really nice looking like patio furniture, for example, or or a credenza or whatever you want to make, just out of two by fours and like limited tools and a few screws and some glue. And all of it looks really nice and like really well finished. And it's a lot easier than you think. So it's like super approachable. A lot of the stuff on her website is is just free. I love her uh, her modern Adirondack chairs. Yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah. I, she's been around for a long time. Yeah. She's I honestly, I think that one of the things about Anna White that I really like is I feel like she really pioneered the space for DIY furniture. I follow a lot of, of a lot of kind of that like designer DIY type blogs uh, as well. And she's she's definitely been a pioneer for a lot of the people that have uh, have done that. But she's done what I like about Anna White also is that she's done a great job monetizing her business where there's a lot of, of creators who are, you know, DIYers, right. That haven't taken that next step to monetize. And I feel like that's always kind of been a part of her business model, which makes her, you know, a little bit more like a convert kitty. And I guess, you know, she kind of has that, that mindset. So. Yeah. And, um, like the model she's adopted is not like, Hey, pay me five bucks and here's a plan. It's like, everything's on her website and free and it's super detailed. And I think it's more like, it's mostly like an ad based thing. Right. So so that's cool. So it's it's definitely in keeping with that mission of like for people on a budget, you know? I've always thought it was kind of interesting when you see people like, hey, my thing is for to make things affordable, but in order to get started, you need to give me 20 bucks. It's like, well, come on, man. Like, <laughs> it, it's kind of like not in keeping with the mission here. So you put a paywall up and I'm already out. Yeah. All right. Moving on. You guys all have heard us reference Alexis Tykemiller uh, on our on this podcast. She's used to work at ConvertKit. She has a, a great podcast um, called The Deeper Life, which I was finally a guest on. She invited me. I had my interview yesterday. I'm not kidding when I say that I was waiting for that um, invitation for several months. And when I got it, I was like, yeah, yeah, no, no problem. Even though I was like really excited. But surprisingly, Alexis actually had a guest on her podcast that I've been a fan of uh, for a long time. Her name is Victoria Garrick. She was a walk-on libero at USC. So she was, for those of you guys who don't know volleyball well, that's kind of the back row player that wears a different color jersey that can, she usually rotates in and out on behalf of one, you know, one player throughout the whole game. But most people know her as, you know, know that 
position as the person with a different colored jersey. But what she's done, and and I know this as a as a former student athlete, is like that transition out from sports or being a, a student athlete into the real world has been really challenging. And so she's created several different things. She has a podcast um, called The Hidden Opponent, which actually talks about the challenges that student athletes face with mental health. And I think that she has been an epic, like just an epic light for student athletes. And she's come out and she's talked about a lot of things that I think um, are big struggles for student athletes. They leave their, like leave when they're 18 years old, they go off to college and they have extreme, extreme demands on them. And they're expected to perform at really high levels. And when you have any sort of mental health issues, um, that can be a really challenging thing. And you, so you just hide it. And so I think she's shined a light on that. And I think it's been um, really necessary as a former coach. I know how necessary it was. So I was really excited that Alexis had her on her podcast. She also tackles body image. She talks a lot about uh, body image for former athletes. And she has an awesome TED Talk that I would encourage everyone to go listen to. But she is she's pretty young. She's like 20, maybe 24, 24 years old. And she travels all across the country talking to student athletes about the challenges of, of what that looks like. And she's just done some really cool things. Um, but like I said, she's got her podcast, it's called real pod where I, it's hosted by dear media, which I think is a, it's a great podcast network that has a lot of really good podcasts on it, but I really, really like Victoria Garrick. So if you guys need to hear some inspiring stories from athletes, or someone who challenges kind of the narrative of, you know, mental health. She's a great person to follow. I'm curious, what uh, what did you guys talk about on, on her podcast when she had you on, Alexis? Oh, we talked about motherhood. I have three beautiful girls. We talked about motherhood. We talked about friendship. We talked about feminism. Oh, cool. Alexis loves those hard-hitting questions. You know, like she asked one of the questions, she asked me, what does feminism mean to me? And I wasn't like, I didn't prepare for the podcast, you know, and that's kind of like a, that's like a heavy question, you know, (laughs) I had to make her go first. I was really embarrassed by that, but I needed to make her go first. And then I got my juices flowing. Yeah. All right. Let's hear woodworking creator number two, Miguel. Okay. Well, come on now. They're not all woodworking. (laughs) Um, In fact, to to break it up a little bit, I'm I'm doing what, what I'd like to call like a woodworking creator sandwich where like on each end there's a woodworker, but in the middle there's something else. Got it. Okay? Got it. So uh, I would like to talk about, and you probably maybe have heard of him. Have you ever heard of Wheezy Waiter? I have not. You haven't. Okay. So this is one our buddy Ben turned me on to. Ooh, okay. And he's got a great YouTube channel. It's actually him and his wife. And what they kind of do is like they try out certain things for like a long period of time and kind of like give you their take on what that was like. So to give you an idea, they do like, they go no sugar for a month or they go vegan for a month or or they try meditating every day for a month or getting up every day at 4.30 in the morning or like, you know, different, like they sort of challenge their lifestyle with a certain lifestyle change. Sometimes it's kind of a fad thing or whatever, or sometimes it's just a question like, why do people like college? Or, hey, we just bought a house and then talking about what that's like. Or they, you know, anyways. So I really, really like it, not just because of what they're talking about, but they're just really freaking funny. Like, this is a great example of just like the content is like maybe the thing that sort of like piques your interest, but you stay for the entertainment value of like how everything is edited. And they have like little bitty segments where he like, like he always incorporates like his mom and dad in it in some way, where they're like sort of like, I don't want to go too much into it, but just. It's really interesting because like 
These are questions that maybe you might have asked myself. I'm like, yay, Mel- Melanie likes Wheezy Waiter. She knows what I'm talking about. Well, I was I threw it up because I was like, you got to, I don't know how if everyone's going to know how to spell Wheezy Waiter. Even if you misspell it, Google will help you out and send you to the right place. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's so great. It's one of those things where like, they, with the things that they tackle, it's just like something that you might've been interested in. Like, oh, I wonder what it would be like to, you know, be, have no sugar for a month. Like, is it as hard as I, like, so it's just cool to kind of see them sort of stitch it together and like do it for a month in like a, I don't know, 12 minute long video and just see what that journey was like for them. And just, you know, kind of see them suffer a little bit at first because <laughs> they got no sugar, but also it's just like funny. And like he, his wife is funny and his parents are funny. And it's just like, it's just a super just sheer entertainment value. It's not like a, it's not like a how to, it's just entertainment. I love content that does the hard work for me. You know, it's like, I want to (laughs) know what it's like to go without sugar for a month and I can watch a 12 minute video and feel Mm -hmm. like I know. I love that. Yeah. Like, there we go. I did it. I did it in 12 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I don't, I don't need to do that. I know. (laughs) I know the challenges I'm going to face. I love that. I have never heard of them before. I am absolutely going to give them a follow because I love consumable content like that. That's a good one. All right. I've got another one that's kind of on the same theme. Not unfortunately, because he's awesome and you all should listen to him. His name is uh, Dr. Michael Gervais. I actually was uh, connected to him through an event that I went to by Mo Bunnell, who's like teaches a lot about uh, basically business development and I met uh, someone named Michael, I'm forgetting his last name, but Michael, my good friend, Michael introduced me to- The Michael? Yeah, the Michael introduced me to uh, the other Dr. Michael Gervais, who is, he has a podcast called Finding Mastery Podcast for all you sports fans. He is actually a high performance psychologist for the Seattle Seahawks. So he works alongside Pete Carroll and he has been featured on- Dak Shepard's podcast, The Armchair Expert. He's been featured on the Skinny Confidential podcast with uh, Lauren and Michael Bostick, but he's awesome. And the reason that I like him so much is because he coaches people that are in high stress situations that I think like need to be coached. He has a um, one of his courses, and this is alongside Pete Carroll. It's called Compete to Create. And he has three different courses on there. But the one that for me that like really resonates with me, it's called Warrior's Edge. My husband was former military. And I don't think it's very often that first responders or like the military, they get uh, a lot of focus on mindset training and it's such a high stress and important job, but it's like a mindset training designed to help military servicemen and first responders fundamentally upgrade their psychological performance and mental wellness on duty and at home. And he has a lot of athletes, um, a lot of athletes on his show. He's had James clear on his, on his show several times, but I think that it's an underserved market. So I love that he's creating content for people that need to be able to perform at a really high level and really high stress situations. And I saw that so much with my husband, you know, like he was deployed twice back to back. And this was in 2006 and 2008. And the mental toll that it takes on people 
obviously PTSD is, is a big thing. So I love that he's creating content for that alongside content for, you know, people that we all know and love sports, you know, performers and, and, you know, Russell Wilson. And (laughs) I don't know, I'm a sports person. Did anyone get that? (laughs) So I love uh, Dr. Michael Gervais. Like I said, his podcast, Finding Mastery podcast is a great tool for anyone that's looking to up their game psychologically and be a high performer and, and honestly, whatever kind of area of the world you want to be in. That's super cool. I mean, so talking a little bit about like the PTSD and stuff like that, like it's, it's such a important thing to be able to like all this content that comes out about it helps kind of validate it because when it comes to like mental things, I feel like they're often treated less severe than physical things because they're beneath the surface and not visible and not obvious. Like when somebody's, you know, something's broken on the inside um, it's almost like society kind of tells you like, hey, just keep that to yourself. Nobody wants to see that. And my my wife is, uh, she's a uh, frontline healthcare worker. She works in ICUs and she sees and deals with a lot of traumatizing things and not to equate that with like the battlefield, but it's a different type <laughs> of PTSD where just yeah. like people come in from the street and, you know, it's not pretty. The things that can happen to people with like violence or accidents and things like that. And all that stuff is like super important and it helps her a lot to be able to like kind of validate her experience through a lot of that stuff of uh, people kind of being like, yeah, this is a thing. Yeah. And then like highlighting people that do that work is really important. Yeah. My husband's still a first responder and it is things that he sees on a daily basis are they're just freaking hard. Uh, and just, Figuring out tools to navigate those feelings and to control those those feelings and really understand them, I think is really important. You know, and not to talk about like a lot of current events, right? But if you look at, you know, police officers and firemen and, and all the different various types of first responders that we have in our world, it's really important that those people get the right type of training so mistakes don't happen. And when you're mentally well, And when you have a a good solid mindset and you can be in a really high stress situation, but you can perform the way that you need to be, it, it makes sure that, that mistakes don't happen. And so I think that that's one of the reasons why I kind of brought up Warrior's Edge because he does a lot of things, but I think that that is something that our culture actually needs because when you have a police officer, right, who's responding to a situation, the goal, right you know, we see this actually as we're talking, as we're going through, you know, the, the trial right now for George Floyd's death, you know, with the police officer who's on trial and he needed to be able to to de-escalate that situation rather than, you know, the way that it unfolded. And that might not have happened if he was trained correctly. Right. Um, or if he had had a certain experience, you know, different experiences in his training. So that feels like what he's doing really important work. And so that's, that's, I think is a, from a creator why I love him, but yeah. All right, Miguel, where's your, let's hear your sandwich. Okay. <laughs> I actually, instead of going back to woodworking, I do have one. If we do one more after this, I do have another woodworking one, but in the effort of, of broadening what people think I care about, <laughs> there's a guy called Grady Hillhouse and he has a, a YouTube channel called practical engineering. And you might think, oh, that sounds really lame, but it's actually super cool. So like his mission is to increase exposure and interest in the field of engineering by highlighting like connections between like everyday world things like enter like the world around us and he goes into he goes into certain things like ex- 
Like he had a, a breakout video a few years back where it got 10 million views. Oh, wow. And it was a video explaining how sinkholes work. And you're like, all right, well, that's cool, I guess. But how does that get 10 million views? Like, and it was a really cool video because like he, he's an engineer. He's a, he's a civil engineer by trade. So he understands how to build like things to demonstrate how things work. So he builds like small models to kind of like show you how a sinkhole happens in the world. And uh, he built like this clear glass thing where he kind of showed like how water erosion underground and like in a scale model showed like a little like toy truck on the top of the the, the model where it's like on, on top of soil and everything's fine. And then like he basically built a little mini sinkhole. And of course he explains all of this stuff. It's not just like, hey, cool, look at this model I built. But that's like the climax of it is just showing you like in a small scale. And it's just like really interesting how it happens. And like, they kind of seem to happen out of nowhere, but actually like, you know, it's a really big problem here, like where I live in Florida, because we get a lot of our water from groundwater because there's a lot of water under Florida. So that's where we get a lot of our well water and stuff like that. So Florida has sinkholes all the time. And essentially like, you know, it's super cool. Um, but that's just like one example, but he talks about like, how all kinds of things work and like the models are like super awesome. This is something that I feel like is important to highlight. You know, when, when I talk to people about what I do for a living or like who ConvertKit is, right. And I'm talking to people about the creative economy. I always like, I'm coming up with examples, right? Like, you know, someone that hosts a podcast or someone that has a YouTube channel, you know, and, and oftentimes we'll say generationally, maybe a few, some of the older generations, they can't quite grasp what that actually means. But the thing that I love that you're talking about is that this particular uh, creator, he's a creator who's talking about sinkholes. And like, there is all, you just need your niche. You, it doesn't matter. It, like 10 million views is a lot of views. That's not like a niche topic. You know, that's a, there was a lot of people that were interested in that. But when you think about being a creator, you don't think about being a geologist or whatever his technical background actually is, right? Creating videos about sinkholes. You think about, you know, posting a photo on Instagram. A lot of people think about that. I'm not saying that's accurate, but Anyways, I just love that because it highlighted a really niche topic that hundreds of thousands and really millions of people were interested in. And I just think that that's really cool. <laughs> Same thing, like Wheezy Waiter, you know, like, I love that. So I think one of the reasons this speaks to me is because, as I've talked about before, I used to teach government to 12-year-olds, which is a <laughs> fraught, just to say the least, uh, topic. It's just like, hey, I know you're 12, do you want to know about how our government works and what it's like to be a good citizen? And there are usually the answer is no thanks. Uh, so like <laughs> taking a topic that might seem dry and making it digestible and like yes. knowing your audience and my audience is a bunch of 12 year olds that probably don't care. How do I make them care about this? And you like find a way to present it and offer a piece of information that you actually know is interesting. Yes. Even if you don't have an inherent interest in it. And like, how do I create something that turns a undigestible, dry piece of information into something fun? He found a way by doing like a practical model that looked really cool, but also like his videos, like well edited and he's well spoken and he doesn't get into too much mumbo jumbo and jargon. He just like, gets to the heart of the matter and he does it succinctly in like a 10 to 15 minute long video and 10 million people thought it was great. So I love it. That reminds me of 
Sharon says so, who I did not write down, but I don't know why I didn't write her down because I'm actually obsessed with her. She talks about both whales and politics. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) She just loves marine life. So she brings it up all the time, even though that's really not what her channel is about. But in the wake of like all the stuff that's happened from like pre-presidential election, right, to like today and just understanding politics, she actually cre- ended up creating a course. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but it's something like politics for adults or government for adults or something, right? And she breaks it down and makes this really difficult topic to understand, right? And she has reteaching what democracy actually looks like and actually means to adults that didn't learn it appropriately in school. And She has been like a guiding light for me on so many things. And the reason that I love her is that she is like, you could, you would never go to her channel and know what party she aligns with. You would never go and say she's, she's left, she's right. You could not tell. And she's incredibly fact-based and in a world right now where our internet is, or internet, whatever the Google, um, it's fake news is just spreading like wildfire. Her mission is to come in and basically debunk fake news and talk about facts and then provide context in a really highly digestible way. So she has like question boxes and she'll ask, you know, like she'll get thousands of questions. She'll lump them in and then she'll answer them in like 60 second, you know, 30, 60 second videos. And she's been, she's been amazing. So Sharon says so. Her Instagram grew from like 30,000. I might've mentioned her on here before, but her Instagram grew from like 30,000 subscriber or, you know, followers to she's probably close to half a million now in a matter of like, like I said, a a couple of months before the president presidential election to today. And she covers really difficult topics. It's like, she describes QAnon like, you know, and and like, cause if you like, just listen to what that fake, you know, whatever conspiracy theory, if you just listen to that, it's like really hard to actually understand what it actually is. She just debunks things and it, she's just been, she's been awesome. So Sharon says so. All right. I'm going to close out with my last one, even though I just said Sharon says so. Okay. Miguel's in like 27 meetings today. So, you know, we'll just keep chatting here and then I can just like say, sorry, guys, I was on the podcast. Couldn't come to that meeting because this is way more fun than anything else I got on my calendar. (laughs) Yes. I'm glad to hear that. For those of you guys that know, um, I host and produce creator sessions and One of our last episodes that just went live is with probably one of my all-time favorite musicians, Bear Reinhardt. He's the lead singer of the band Need to Breathe. And without going into too many details, he actually had to record twice um, because we had some licensing issues. And so he had to re-record his second episode. And I was so disappointed that I couldn't share the first episode because there were so many amazing nuggets and he's just such a talented creator, but we finally were able to release it. We released it, I think two and a half, three weeks ago. And I can't watch it without like, I just grow fonder of him as an artist and as a creator because he's so vulnerable and honest. And he makes, I feel like it's one of the most encouraging creator sessions that we've had because so many creators feel this anxiety about putting their work into the world. And he comes out and is really honest with, with those feelings that he's had. And he's a Grammy nominated band or or, or Grammy nominated lead singer of a rock band, you know? And so I really appreciated his candor of that episode. 
And I think that his just honesty and vulnerability is necessary and needed for other creators to hear. Because when you see that someone who's so successful um, and who's had such a successful career open up about being insecure about remembering lyrics, for example, um, (laughs) I think it's really encouraging to people that are trying to, that are trying to make it as a musician, a creator. So I loved that episode. Go watch it. That's a shameless plug, but go watch it. Uh, Bear Reinhardt on Creator Sessions, which is also on our YouTube channel, which you're there. Basically, you're there anyway. Yeah, that was that was one of my favorite ones that we've done because it felt like, it felt so raw, you know? And like, like back in the day when you used to watch like VH1 Storytellers and stuff like that or like MTV Unplugged, that's what it feels like. I love that feeling of just like, I feel like I'm in the room with them and like like getting that extra little bit of story behind the song just makes you think about the song in a different way. And sometimes you you hear a song that maybe you always skip over on an album because you're just like, maybe you don't like the way it starts or whatever. But then that one day you just let it play through and you're like, I think this is my favorite song on the album. Like that happens to me all the time. And that's what it feels like with these creator sessions. Like they play songs that you probably recognize, like they might play a hit or two, but then they play a song that's really important to them. And it kind of just, I just, I love that. Yeah. I love that too. I'm going to, um, I want to hear your, your final one, but I also want to throw up some of these that some folks in the chat have, have posted because I don't know all of these. So Noah, uh, from Provaco teach. Provaca Teach. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. A recent discovery of mine is DistroTube. He makes videos about Linux and the free software movement. I'm a computer nerd. I love that. Do you do you know anything about Linux? Nope. Did I say it correctly? <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> there we go. Well, Miguel, you are the you are a, an engineer, so I don't know. Add some color here for me. Well, yeah, Linux is super cool. Um, it was like kind of like an answer to back in the day when it was like. If you wanted to have Microsoft Windows, you had to pay for it for Microsoft to have the software. And then this this guy whose first name is Linus, which is where Linux comes from, he created like a like an open source operating system, which basically means like it's not this like close held secret. It's like here's this operating system and anybody can, you know, kind of use it and improve it and make it better. And so that's kind of like what the free software movement is that he's talking about. It's like there's a bunch of people out there that believe that software isn't something that people should like, you know, hold tightly to their chest and like sell for licenses. It should just, it helps the world to just make it free and everybody can work on it and make it better together. It's like the idea of like collaborative progress and it's super, super cool, especially to nerdy people. I love that. I love that. Um, all right. Teddy says, I've never heard of Cody Sanchez and Sanchez until listening to Nathan interview her on his podcast recently, read more of her stuff after and loved it. Super smart and freaking hysterical. I also was not familiar with Cody until I listened to that episode, uh, on Nathan's podcast. I agree. I think she's great. Miguel, did you listen to that episode? I have not, not yet. Well, I was telling you before we started (laughs) is like, I'm really behind on my podcast. Like really behind. That's right. All right. If you have any, if there's any other ones, um, while Miguel is sharing his last, uh, throw them in the chat and I'll, I'll pop them up on screen. Well, I threw mine in the chat cause I didn't think we were going to have time, but real quick, it's the channel called, uh, bourbon moth decor, bourbon moth woodworking. So, um, it's this guy who like his mission's real simple. It's just to build, he likes to build awesome stuff and share those builds with as many people as he can. And he's really modest by saying in his, in his about page, he says, 
if I can do that without being boring and hard to listen to, then that's a bonus. But really, like, <laughs> he's being really modest because, like, even it's just super fun. It, he makes you feel like anything that he's doing, you could do as well because he breaks it down super simply. And um, he's really funny. Like, he's like his attitude in his videos are kind of like kind of carefree. Like, a lot yeah. of these, like, whenever you're watching like technical videos, are like, you got to be very careful and you do this and like you cut it right here and don't go too far. Or like, you want to go, he's just like, ah, screw it, you cut it, boom, bam. Like, he just like seems like he doesn't care yeah. about what he's doing. And then the end product is like this amazing thing. So he has just had a really carefree attitude and it's super fun. And he's got like a big beard and stuff like that. So he's just like a, He's like a funny looking dude and he does like little sketches in the middle to like break up what he's doing. He'll be building something and then like do a little thing. I don't know. It's hard to describe. Just check it out. More woodworking from Miguel. Check it out. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. I've loved this conversation. I would I could uh, come with a, a list every week and, and chat about this. I know it, the former hosts, Nathan and Barrett, they each, I think, said one of their favorite creators at the end of the episode. So it was kind of nice to get back to the roots of that a little bit. And uh, for those of you guys that are wa not watching live, share in the YouTube comments your favorite creators. I'd love to have this episode kind of act as a list for us to check out. Maybe those of you guys that are live, throw those in the chat after this actually ends. But thank you again for joining us next week. What's happening next week, Miguel? Next week, well, Charlie's back, so that's good. Charlie's back, yeah. Charlie's back, so that's, I mean, that's all you need. But if you need more than that, we will also be there. So that's also nice. But uh, the topic is to be determined. I'm not sure yet. I've been brainstorming. I got a few. I think it's up to me next week to figure it out. So it I'll be leading the charge next week. So stay tuned and we'll see you guys then. All right. See you, friends. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Future Belongs to Creators. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe so that new episodes appear in your podcast feed every week. And while you're at it, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. If you want to join us live for the next recording, you'll find us on ConvertKit's YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash ConvertKit every Wednesday at 1230 Eastern. This show, like everything we do at ConvertKit, is made for creators by creators. We're on a mission to help creators like you earn a living online, and we make software that helps you build and connect with an audience of loyal fans. ConvertKit is the best way to launch or grow your next creative project. So to start building your audience, go to convertkit.com slash free and create a free account. We're looking forward to helping you on your creative journey.